0: Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. The thing I wanna come and share with you today um, flows out very much out of our out of our time. I think it flows out of a couple of things. It flows out something that I think God is doing in me, but also in, in what God is doing In us uh, and was highlighted through our time of prayer and fasting John 15 and I'm gonna read from a modern a modern translation the 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 passion translation so although it's a familiar scripture to some um, it will sound a little bit different but let me let me read it to you John chapter 15 says this, that I am a true sprouting vine and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. Sorry, the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. You must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches as you live in union with me as your source fruitlessness sorry fruitfulness thank you it's quite key fruitfulness will stream from within you but when you live separated from me you are powerless If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, You demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you'll live in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands for I continually live nourished and empowered by His love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. So this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And the greatest and the great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends you show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you I have never called you I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants and servants don't always understand what the master is doing but I call you most intimate friends for I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father you didn't choose me but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit and your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake He will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. Allow me to pray. Holy Spirit Precious Beautiful Holy Spirit I simply ask that you would move up and down the rows and the aisles of this place today. Give that personal message to every individual. We thank you, Lord, that you have something for all of us, but you have something for every individual in this room take authority over every distraction, we take authority over everything that would take our attention and we pray, Spirit of God, that you would meet with us in Jesus' name. Amen. We, um, you know, when you come coming to preach the um, first message of a new year or a new decade, of course, we, we uh, I've preached one message, which was uh, some teaching around uh, prayer and fasting. And that was appropriate because we were just gonna go into a week of it. So in, in one sense, this is kind of the first message. You know, it's, it can be, it's like, well, people are kind of expecting, expecting because, you know, we've got a new year, we've got a new decade and it's, it's one of the like, ah. You know, like, we believe you, Jesus, yeah, you know. Um, and I've not really come with that today. I did come up with a couple of titles, like God will do plenty in 2020. You know, that, that, that would preach, you know, that would preach. Or miracles cascade in a new decade. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that would preach as well, I don't know, but... I've, I've not come with anything like that today. I've come, I've come to talk to you about um, how to abide. How to abide. And that, is, that would be the King James version of the scripture I've just read to you about as you abide, as you abide in him, he will Abide in you. It means to dwell, to be with. Um, he he says here, and, and 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 I love this because in this version it picks up something that none in the version I've just read to you it picks up something that none of the other versions uh, pick up. Um, where he says, he talks about right at the beginning there of of John 15, that I'm a true sprouting vine and the, the, the farmer who tends the vine is my father. Verse two, he cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping them up. Now in the original language, there are two connotations to that. Those of you familiar with this, you will know that in the other versions it talks about actually cutting them off. But actually, in the, it's, it's something that, 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 is a, that is a connotation of the original language, but the, this, this version of the Bible picks up on something that the others leave out. That, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start here, and we'll come back to it at the end. That the, the branches that are not bearing fruit aren't cut off so much as they are propped up. And, and and the branches that not of the vine that aren't bearing fruit are those that and they, they, they're connected by root, but they are not connected in any other way. So there is it's a it's a branch that trails away but isn't connected to the others. And and what I love in this picture is that that God takes hold of that branch that isn't bearing fruit, and props it up to give it the opportunity to bear fruit. It's giving them a chance. It's giving them a I don't know, but I just love the fact that we've got a God who, who gives us a chance. I tell you, I've, I, I've, in fact, God isn't just a God of a second chance. He's a God of another chance i 'm glad he 's more than a god of a second chance because i've needed is there anyone who's needed more than one chance've needed, i 've needed several chances oh god i 'm here again i 'm sorry i don 't know why I did, I did it i don't know why I said it i don 't know but lord I, but but god God is a God who gives us another chance you know peter. Peter was someone who walked very closely with Jesus and he failed. In, in a moment when he really shouldn't have failed, he failed, but, but God didn't condemn him. I, I, wanna, I wanna say today, if you're, here, if you're sat here now and you failed or, or you're listening to this on the podcast and, and you failed, you, you need to understand that you haven't got a God who just sits going, well, I've done with you. Forget it. If that's gonna be your attitude, if that's how you're gonna treat me, Forget it, I'm gonna cut you off. No, 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 no. The God we serve picks you up, props you up, and gives you an opportunity to be fruitful because he loves you. Peter failed, but God is a God of another chance. The the verses goes on to talk about God pruning uh, fruitful branches, and, you know, in, in, I've actually preached it because I've, I've been more familiar with the other version where it talks about, I think that where branches aren't that fruitful in our life, we kind of understand that those get cut off. But, but this bit, wow, God, God prunes fruitful branches. Even the branches that bear fruit get pruned back. Now that can be a little bit of an "ouch." Like, no, no, no,, Lord. I, I get the bits where I'm not fruitful, Lord, but not this. I'm good at this. Don't prune back this. don't, don't, that, don't touch this I'. I, I no. Oh my gosh. But God prunes fruit, fruitful branches to improve the quality of the fruit, of the fruit and the amount that is produced. That's why we need to understand the nature of the gardener. See, if you, if you don't trust the gardener, you are going to really question his handling of you. you if you don't trust him, if you, if you don't know that God loves you and he wants the best for you, He loves you. He loves you. He is passionate about you. He is crazy about you. He wants you to succeed more than you want to succeed. He wants you to be fruitful more than you want to be fruitful. God has only got the best intentions. He's got you. He's got you. He's got you. And He loves you. So if he, if he is, is, is pruning, it's because he's got better plans. He's not trying to hurt you. Are you prepared to be prepared? Are you prepared to be prepared? Because there's lots of us who want God to do something in us and want God to do something for us. But are we prepared to let him do something in us Will you trust him enough to yield? Some of us, some of us fight, eh? We fight God. We fight him. We hear that he loves us, but we find it difficult to trust. And some of us, we, we, we are so sore. In our heart, in our emotions, we are so sore that we not only push people away, we push God away. Oh, I'm here, but don't expect me to trust you. Oh, I hear what you're saying, but... Don't expect me to believe you because you don't know my story. You don't know my history. You don't know, you see, I've got this and, and they came and said this and they came and they promised that and they never turned up and they never showed up and they never did what they said they were gonna do and no one treats people like that and da, da. da, da, da. And we've all got a story. Listen, we've all, we've all got a story. But God is trying to give us a different story. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to bless you. Will you let go of the little so God can give you the much? Will you trust him to cut away the good so that the great he sees is revealed? No gardener just randomly goes in and starts pruning. Not in, not in his right mind anyway. The gardener is someone who loves, they want, they want the plant to thrive. They want the vine to thrive. So if they're cutting something away, it's not to damage or hurt or harm. It's because you know what? If we lose this now, then just a little bit down the line, just a little bit down the line, we're gonna see something much, much better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle to be cut back now because I trust the fact that given due process, given due process, something more beautiful, something more fruitful is going to emerge. But this only happens, and I like the way uh, the, the Passion Version puts this. It says you must remain in life union with me, which is the word abide used in the King James Version. Abide in me, dwell in me. That word actually means to be grafted in. To be grafted in. Now I understand that some of you might be familiar at least with the term a skin graft. You might not understand how it all works like me, but you just know that skin can get grafted on to replace damaged skin. But grafting is also part of, of gardening. And um, uh, I'm really itching now to tell another story, which I'm not going to, because we haven't got time for it, and I'm gonna tell it another time. But it is, it is I'll just give you a little bit of a hint. It's a bit. <laughs> oh, give me a break, guys. Give me a break. It's just to get it out of my head so I can crack on with the other stuff. But it's to do with how apples are produced. Because if you have an apple that you love, just, just, just Malcolm, Malcolm, come on. If you have an apple that you love, if you take the seed from that apple and, and, and plant a tree thinking you're gonna get a tree that produces apples, it won't. Because the apple is unique to the tree it came from. This is a preach all in itself. So you have to graft in a branch from that tree into another tree. So what happens is if you want to graft in a branch, I think we've got, I think we've got a picture, if you'll help me. It's a little bit pixelated, I apologize for that. But you can see here, you've got, you've got a tree and, and there are branches bandaged bandaged to the tree. And what's happened is, is that you've, you've shaved off a bit of the branch and you've shaved off a bit of the, the live tree and you've attached it to the tree and then you bind it so that there is maximum connection. And over the course of time, the fibers of both trees knit together until they become inseparably one. It's the same as with the skin graft, yes. So it's, it's, they, the fibers knit together until they become inseparably one. And, and so, I mean, there's just a whole wealth of language here of life union, of abide, of, of being grafted in. But I just, I want you to reflect for a moment that for that, for that graft to succeed, uh, and it's, it's a tricky process, it's not an easy thing by any stretch of the imagination, but for that graft to succeed, in other words, for, for that to become part of that tree, um, then there needs to be, Absolute contact and the passing of time. Absolute contact and the passing of time. You can't make it happen, in other words. All you can do is provide an environment for that to happen. And then it's just maximum contact, absolute contact and the passing of time. There is consistent connection. So when, when, when Jesus is talking to us here in John 15 about separation, he's saying, the way I'm fruitful is when I live my life from that place of connection. I've got to find that place of connection. Being Separation is, is doing it my way. Separation is going it alone. Separation is trying to make God Make what God wants happen in my own strength. Separation, we have read, leads to powerlessness. And I see. I think this is important because, and I've got to be careful because I don't. I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm not. I'm not against positive confession. I'm not against saying the right thing. I'm not against. You know. Come on, guys, let's just step up to the plate. Come on. You know. I think sometimes it's good for us to give ourselves a good shake sometimes and, and step up. But, but the source that we're talking about here is not human energy, it's not a pep talk. There's a source, there is a power that comes from God alone. We will live our lives frustrated if we have more of a relationship with promises and possibilities than we do with God. I'm going to say that again. We will live our lives frustrated if we have more relationship with promises and possibilities than we do with God. You can't have more of a relationship with the Scripture you've got underlined in your Bible than you do with God. You can't have a more relationship with your prophecy than you do with God, we want the fruit, but we've got God on mute. We want the fruit, but we've got God on mute. God wants, God wants me to be fruitful. God wants you to be fruitful. Not just say, oh, that's nice. You've been fruitful. You you gotta understand the branch, the branch doesn't try to be fruitful. It just is as a consequence of its connection. An apple tree isn't trying to be, I must produce apples, I'm a come on. You can do it. You're an apple tree. You can produce apples. You can do it. It, it doesn't work like that. It just, we, we An apple tree is called an apple tree because it produces apples. If it didn't produce apples, it would be called what it produced. Because we are called by our fruit. I know lots of people who will tell me what they are. I know lots of people who, I, some of you will tell me who you are. There's something that speaks louder than your voice. That's the fruit of your life. God wants us to be fruitful because there's seed in the fruit. God hid the future in your fruit. That's why God wants you to be fruitful because He, he has designed some future things to come from you. The seed is in the fruit that you produce. Jesus said, remain in me and let my words remain in you. Remain in me and let my words remain in you. Because the words are the way we keep connection. The word of God is how we keep connection if you keep seeing the word of God as dry and irrelevant to you then that is all it will be oh yeah I love Jesus I love going to church I love worship I love singing but I don't really know the Bible I don't really it's boring I don't get it I don't understand it you know it's like well I read the Bible I read a few things it's just whoo God I can't remember anything But if I continue to see the word as irrelevant, that's all it will be to me. And yet is essential to the fruit. Remain in me and let my words remain in you. Let me read, uh, I'm gonna read this from the King James Version because it's got a word that I want, I want want it. Uh, Verse 21, it talks about basically of, of James 1, of getting my life sorted. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness. Don't worry, I'm gonna give you this in another version in a minute. And superfluity of naughtiness. And receive with meekness, watch, the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, let me just make it a little bit clearer because I know that's a little uh, wordy. It says James, in James 1 in the Passion Translation, so this is why we abandon everything morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word, which has been implanted within our nature for the word of life has power to continually deliver us. The engrafted word, the engrafted word, the engrafted word is what will continue to deliver me, which will continue to give me life. It has become one with me. It's the word that sticks to you. It's not the word just that I can quote. I might be able to quote it. I might have it in here. Is there anyone here? Is there anyone in the room who knows what I'm saying? There's some stuff I know, but there's some stuff I know. There's some word here, sure, but there's some word. Like, you, you just gotta say it, and, and I'm awake. I'm alive. There's something in my heart that gets stirred because there's some of the word of God that has been engrafted in my soul, spirit to spirit, tissue to tissue, fiber knotted to fiber. They have become inseparably one. That is to do with intimacy. God wants to be intimate with you. He wants your life to flow from a place of intimacy. And this would be my problem. Honestly, why and I'm just gonna be honest with you that why we, we can we can build churches around exciting exciting messages that eternally promise us things but don't give us access to realize those things in our life. I don't want to build a church where all we have is great church meetings. I'll be honest with you. Do I want to have great church meetings? 100%. These guys will tell you, if it's not going well, I'm upset. But I don't want to just do that. I want you to have a phenomenal life. I want me to have a phenomenal life. The root of a phenomenal life is a connection with God. We've got to give chance to some things getting implanted, grafted into my life. Maximum contact and then you've just got to go through due process. You've got to wait. This, you can't force this. You can speak to it. You can sing to it. You can do whatever you want, but you've just, just got to go through due process. Relationship takes time. We've got to absorb God's Word and we've got to let it change us. So let us, let us. Stop saying, oh, no, like, yeah. If the, only, if the only time you engage with the Bible is this bit in the service when you're here, you're really missing the point. You need this. There's loads of versions of the Bible. The best version of the Bible for you is the one you read. That's the best version of the Bible. What is the one you're gonna read? People have got all kinds of opinions. Oh, I don't know about that because I don't know whether they interpreted the Greek and I don't know whether they're using the right words and I don't know whether that's exactly what the Lord meant. Oh yeah, shut up. Just read the Bible, man. Just read it. If you find it difficult to read or you actually don't like reading, well, there are audio versions. Listen to it. Have something else going through your headphones, rather than. Doof, 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 doof. Have, have the word of God going through. Let it be life to you. Have the word of God going through you as you walk down the street. There actually, you know, like back in the day, there was, you know, you've got U version, uh, the U version app. You've got, you've got plans on there that will help you engage with the Bible every day. Even gives you day off, days off in case you miss. And I actually love that because, you know, you know, sometimes life happens. There's another great one that I love as well, um, which is uh, Nikki Gumbel's one from Holy Trinity Brompton, where you have uh, John Suchet reading the NIV. If you like John Suchet, I like, I like John Suchet reading to me the NIV in the morning over a cup of coffee, but... Some of you might not like that, but I'm just throwing it out there. What I'm trying to say to you is this is too important for you not to find a way that works for you. You've got to find a way that works for you. A graft is intentional, it doesn't happen by accident, it's intentional. You need to pray. I engage with them, but with, 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 relating to the fire and I, you know, time's against me uh, today, but you know, like when I, there are days when I get up and my brain is like fried. I, 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 I don't know. I can't think of anything to pray for, um, you know, and, and, and you, you kind of know, I mean, for me, pray, just simply praying, oh God bless me, bless my family and bless the world. Amen. You know, it's, it's not really gonna cut it. So I use, the, I, I, I use the Lord's Prayer. I use the Lord's Prayer to help me. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Take an opportunity to thank God for who he is, his abundant faithfulness. I just use each line as a prompt. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray for God's rule and reality. And then as I think, oh yeah, I wanna I pray for God's rule in that situation. I pray God's rule in that person's life. Give us this day our daily bread. Pray for God's daily provision. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. I confess my sin. Forgive those who need to be forgiven. Lead us not into temptation. Ask God to guide us in paths of righteousness deliver us from evil pray for God's protection against any of the strategies of Satan for thine is the kingdom and I just I just use that to help me doesn't always have to take long but to be consistent consistent connection consistent I'm gonna say I believe it's better to have consistent connection than to spend hours once a week to have a little bit every day Connection with God, connection with God's Word. You know what? It's connection with each other. Connection with each other. I'm going to finish where I started. The vine branches intertwine with one another. That's how they become fruitful. So when we talk about Jesus lifting up the vine and and propping it up, it's so that it will intertwine with the other branches on the vine because that's how it becomes fruitful this is the essence this is the essence and I know we we, we want something better, bigger, more exciting but the, the seeds the seeds of a move of God the seeds of a move of God are love God love His Word and love each other. Love God. Love His Word. Love each other. And then that's not us. Oh, we must be fruitful. We must be fruitful. We must do something. If we just do that, abide in His presence, we will. believing for great things this year if you're believing for great things this decade this is where those things are birthed it's in relationship it's not all down to me. It's not all down to my resources. It's not all down to my intelligence. It's not all down to my gifting. It's not all down to what I can do. It's not all down to my bank account. It's not all down to who I know. It's not all down to whose business card I've got in my wallet. It's not all down to what I think will happen. I want you to know that God can put your name anywhere. He will bring your name to mind in places you never imagined it could happen will you trust him will you trust him with your life will you trust him with your vision will you trust him with your future you know what he's a good gardener he's a loving father he knows what he's doing a word for somebody. He knows what he's doing. Some of you have been walking around going, oh God, what are you doing? I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. This is the word of the Lord. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. It's about him. And it's about us. Jesus said, I just find, I have anything, I have anything and everything that Jesus could have said as His parting command. He could have said anything. He could have said, win the lost. He could have said, believe for great things. He could have said, trust me in everything. He could have said, no matter what happens, know I'm there. He said, His parting shot was love one another One another deeply. Somehow, those things being connected to Him, my life knitted together with Him, my life knitted together with You, as the Word of God is knitted together in us. That—that that is ground in which a move of God is birthed. I believe there's something that that happened over the three days of our prayer and fasting and I unashamedly bring it into this moment even if for nobody else